everybody. Welcome back to, should I call a therapist? This is Jane Margaret. Y'all probably don't know this about me. I am very superstitious. I used to be extremely superstitious and I've somewhat seen the way that that actually holds you back or it's almost, it almost ends up serving a limiting function that doesn't serve me anymore. But I used to be very superstitious. And I told you, I think I've told you, I'm a gambler. So I love um, card game. I love blackjack and craps. And at the blackjack table, if things are going bad, I will... Okay, usually when I'm playing, let's say I'm playing blackjack at a $5 table, which right in and of itself is hilarious because I haven't played at a $5 table since 1995. So anyway... (laughs) the thrill is gone from the $5 table. Now the low, honestly, now at the Bellagio where I like to be, stay in Las Vegas, the lowest denomination is they have $15 tables during the day. But for the most part, the lowest denomination of a blackjack table is 25. It's pretty high dollar nowadays. Inflation. There's inflation at the blackjack table. At any rate, if the cards are not working in my favor, if, oh, wait, 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 going back. So if if it's a $5 table and I win, then I bet 10. And then if I win, I bet 15. And I keep adding, parlaying the bet and adding chips to the top to keep increasing the bet. If I continually lose when I get to the $15 denomination, then let's say I lose three hands and that can't be, excuse me, it can't be three hands in a row. That would mean that I, every time got to the 15, I would win five and then win the 10. But every time I got to the 15, I kept losing. Well, I would see the pattern and say, okay, I'm going to skip 15 and jump to 20. And usually then I would win because of the superstition. It doesn't mean it's real. It just means it just happened to be that I win Now I have a better sense, obviously, I'm a little brighter. I have a better understanding of the fact that it doesn't matter how you wear your hat at a football game, and I'm not one of those people, but how you wear your hat at a baseball game, it doesn't matter if you tap, tap, tap your elbows and then hit your knees and then bounce about to the back of your head. None of those things are going to matter in winning the game. You either win the game or you lose the game. Same with blackjack. You're winning the hand or you're losing the hand. And it, there's so many other factors than how many chips you have in front of you. The, what matters about how many chips you have in front of you is how many chips you're going to lose. So the th- superstition really started to kind of lose its luster with me. And I got, I, I was more bright and more in tune to the fact that that is so silly. Sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes I'll, and even now, sometimes I'll be at the blackjack table and it's not going my way and so then I maybe put my hands on top of the chips and hold the chips in a certain way to change up the mood change up the atmosphere maybe change the position of my purse on my lap it's all so silly the one thing that has stuck with me forever is finding coins on the ground the way it used to work was when I would find a coin on the ground it had to be heads up to pick it up. If it wasn't heads up, then I never even collected it. And I, I, this has been going on 
I can't, I couldn't even tell you how long this has been going on that I find coins on the ground and actually pick them up. The filth, none of that even dawns on me or matters to me. And I'm somewhat a germphobe, but in that in that arena and in that regard, I do not even pay attention to that. That all of that is out the window, which also tells you that being a germphobe isn't even really a thing either. Kind of weird. But the uh, coin can be on the ground. Oh, so initially it was that the coin would be on the ground. And if it was heads up, then I would pick it up and keep it. And that meant I was going to have a great day. When I got into sales, if I found a coin, and this carries on today, if I find a coin on the ground, then that is going to mean that I'm going to get orders and my business is going to continue to grow. If I find a quarter on the ground, that's like pay dirt. Oh my God, that is big time. That's big. And I love finding money. And I I mean, um, last year, well, and it's not over a year. I have a little bucket where I keep the money, the cute little basket where I keep the money. And I took it over the summer. And I don't know how long I've been collecting it, but I know it was when we even moved to this house and we've been in this house a year and a half. Um, I'm unsure how long I've been collecting that particular batch of money. When I took it to Coinstar, it was over $50. I think it was close to $60 in coins. And I mean, it's roadkill coins. You should see some of them. Now, my sister-in-law, Diane, Bryce's sister, she could not get over how in um, coronavirus I would still be picking up money. That didn't matter to me. How long has it been sitting there? It's not... I didn't do all that package wipe down. I I was... was a um um whatever that word is when you follow the rules i was a rule follower with uh, obedient i was an obedient member of society through covid and in lockdown and all of that however if there was money on the ground i absolutely picked it up because that's just dysentery that's just um hand sanitization no matter what dirty get home wash your hands but yes, I picked up money. And so then she told her kids that, like I had, I had told her kids that a long time ago, just in passing. Oh, I love coins. And so then they would plant them. Sometimes they'd put them on the ground. Great. They're mine now. Thanks for the quarter. <laughs> and then um, our friend Eric of Eric and New Lindsay, Eric, uh, he will put coins on the ground. He does the same thing. And um, when I lived in my single girl house, my divorce house, there was a guy, Richard, he lived in the next block down. And I'd always say, oh, we're, I, one, one time he was at the same Super Bowl party I was. Oh, I know you. I know which house you live in. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I know which house you live in. I run by there all the time when I'm running. And oddly enough, you have a lot of coins in front of your house. Now, the other thing I love are patterns. And I think I've told you this before. I've, I really follow patterns and study patterns in human behavior. And then also I, uh, follow the patterns in coins. So I know like good spots, typically in a public parking lot, there's going to be coins. There always is. That's kind of an obvious one. It would be on runs. And this still is true on runs. If there's a house that has coins in front of it, there's always coins in front of that house. 
And on Wednesday Run Club, there's a there's two different spots where if I'm going to find a coin on Wednesday Run Club route, there it's in one of two spots. And it, I mean, historically speaking, this has been true, and it is wild. I can't tell Aaron because now Aaron picks up coins, and his isn't superstition. His is just I think he's trying to get the down payment for his rental house. So he is collecting coins. He stole my he stole my bit and now he's collecting coins. Anyway, so I don't tell him which houses to look and then I still get the coins. Pennies. It doesn't matter if it's penny. Used to be that it had to be heads up and then I saw where a Asian um philosopher said you're not supposed to skip the tails coins because that means you're just or even if you those people that would just throw whoever someone's throwing these coins on the ground right so they said that anybody that throws coins away also is shunning money so then I started to think oh wait if I'm overlooking the tails coins then I'm shunning money and that's going against my energy my positive abundance energy so then I changed my whole way of thinking and now I pick up anything no matter what I get extra excited if it's heads up but I don't leave it laying there if it's tails when I met Richard at the Super Bowl party he I told him that I knew his house and that I run past there and that historically speaking he sure has coins laying in the street in front of his house and he said oh we do that so we can watch the pretty girls bend over and pick them up. Like, oh, great. Thanks for the me too moment. But then I really started. So I was like, oh, good. I said, oh, good. We'll start putting down um, qu- quarters. I really love quarters. Dollar bills, dollar coins, whatever you got. Get them out there, Richard. No problem. If it's, if it's uh, a, if I'm willing, then that's on me. Anyway, um, so that's the coins. Where were we going with this? Superstition. So in Las Vegas, okay, I told you about the Las Vegas, told you about the coins and the good luck. Here's the wild part. So, and I've been finding coins forever. I've told you that over $60 last time I turned them in. No, 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 I'm sorry. Under $60, over $50. My former mother-in-law, Lona, she and I were not close. And she never even met my parents we did not, it wasn't a social, she wasn't social and she lived in Nashville. And when she came out West, it was, she was in her truck and she'd bring her dogs and we didn't let her dogs come in the house. And so she would just either get a hotel with the dogs or she would never even come to Denver or whatever. She and I weren't close. So we didn't spend that much time together. However, Sam was an only child and I always thought when we got divorced that she probably hated me which is fine that's you're supposed to you're supposed to dislike the person that knowing that you know you know wrongs your child or thinking however she's led to believe wrongs your child so of course she's going to think that i you know ruined her child's life either by forcing him to get married or whatever I, i'm none of those details matter except i knew she probably hated me because he's an only child, she's a mother of a son, and while we weren't all that close to her, 
she was still, again, only child, mother or son. You understand how these things work. She passed away in 2020. And right after she passed away, I was still finding some coins, but I started finding bolts and screws all over the ground where the coins used to be. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's Lona telling me, screw you. (laughs) I could just hear her in her voice. Screw you. And I thought, oh, that's so funny. I've only said that to three different people since 2020 because it is so wacky. It's a it's a whack way of thinking. And I'm sure that you might be taking that with a grain of salt and think, oh, she's kind of joking. When I see it, I really do believe it. And I really do think and I always say either out loud or in my head. I know, Lona, I know. I know. Screw ye. And she was, I told you she was from Nashville and she had a super thick um, Southern accent, Tennessean accent. And her saying that she would say is, you know why red's my favorite color? Because it matches my neck. That is what she used to say. (laughs) Thus, the reason why I'm convinced she's the one putting these screws and down on the ground. Screws and big bolts. I I find them still a lot since 2020. And I think, lady, that was 10 years ago. You're so, you're 10 years late, but this is her, that she finally gets a chance. This is her time to finally get a voice. Um, I am no longer superstitious and still, um, lately a lot of black cats have been crossing my path, but I'll find a little white on their paw or I'm driving my car and I really don't want to have to turn around. Or I think, well, that cat crossed the uh, most recent was last early last week. I was leaving my garage and a black cat was crossing down the other end of the alley. I was going to be traveling in that direction. And I did still travel in that direction. In my mind, I thought, oh, not today, Satan. And then I thought, oh, I'm having such a good day and things are going well. I don't want any bad luck. But I'm also not going to turn this car around. I think I'm over the the bondage of superstition. Not the coins, not the screws. Everything else. I'm over the bondage of it. It is kind of a debilitating... If you really adhered to all superstitions, you could really paint yourself into quite the corner. I'm just not interested in that anymore. That's it. That's what I've got. Now, this one is an exact prescription for should I call it that. This is an exact reason to call the therapist. Reiterating the fact that I do have a degree in marriage and family therapy, it almost, again, as I've said before, it almost feels like talking it out, reiterates the sanity in my growth. Whether I'm gaslighting myself to believe it. Well, isn't gaslighting only negative? First of all, I mean, what a stupid, what a stupid term and everyone's using it right now. So I feel so dumb for even having brought that up. But the um, mind, like whatever it's called when you just convince yourself something is true, um, 
just telling myself over and over. If you tell yourself enough times, then you start to believe it. You know, the people that lie a lot, if they tell the same lie over and over again, it all of a sudden becomes their truth. In that same way, if I tell myself that I've continued with growth and I'm really growing and sharing all of this with y'all, then makes it to where I don't need to call a therapist. I'm not fighting it, which is also funny because I think a therapist sounds fantastic. And maybe this is the loudest cry for help ever in the world of, should you call a therapist? Yeah, you already know you should. And why can't you pick up the phone? Your telephone is recording this right now. It's already there. Look, the light is on. (laughs) The battery's charged. You're ready, girl. Pick up the phone. It's in your insurance plan. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. Case solved. I think we'll call the therapist. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye.